Welcome to Reyes on Astrology, and I'm your host, Raya Marshall, where I use the lens of traditional astrology and translate it for those living in modern times. Hi, everyone. This is Raya with Reyes on Astrology. Uh, this, today, I will be talking about the week of March 29th until March, or excuse me, April 4th, 2022. Uh, last couple of days of March, and we're moving into April, which I can't believe March flew by. Astrologically speaking, um, it's a pretty light week. Um, you know, there's almost as if it's this transitional period between heavier transits, um, you know, the calm before the tsunami, that will be Jupiter-Neptune conjunction, which most astrologers are, have their mind on and their sights on for this being a pretty big conjunction for the year, just because we have those two planets in the sign of Pisces, which is their rulership. So, and they're both slower moving planets, so it will last a little bit longer. We do have a new moon this week. So my new moon email subscription will be going out. Uh, It will go out on March 30th. Um, If you'd like to sign up, The link is in the show notes, or you can go to my website and sign up that way. This email subscription is by donation, so it's pay when you can and what you can. You can unsubscribe whenever. Um, I go in depth to, with the email subscription, I go in depth when it comes to the lunation for that time period, whether it be a full moon or a new moon. I give you journaling prompts to help you um, work with the energy, whether it be writing it down, whether it be meditative thoughts, whether it just be something that um, curates some thoughts and images in your mind around the lunation. Um, So anyways, this week, there's this energy I can't really put my finger on. It's like this popping or this like portal opening. Something is shifting and getting ready to move, but first it might be some sort of struggle. Um, It's that moment before some sort of opening. I don't know how to explain it. It's just a weird energetic um, vibe I'm picking up on when I look at the astrology of the week. Um, So let's get into it now. On March 29th, I'm going to um, mention, I don't really mention the nodes a lot, unless it comes to, um, you know, a lunation or something like that. But on March 29th, we had the South Node in Scorpio trying Neptune and Pisces, which means that the North Node in Taurus will be sextile Neptune and Pisces because the nodes are um, polar opposites of each other. So we have the North and the South Node connecting to Pisces in some sort of harmonious way this week. The nodes are points of measurement in the sky where the Earth's ecliptic or plane of orbit crosses the path of the moon. So these aren't necessarily planets or stars. It's a point of measurement. So it's kind of like a, um, I don't like that word, but an imaginary place in the sky that is changing um, and moving like the planets. Um, It's not physically there, but it's it's metaphorically there. Um, So I see this as, this could be interpreted as this lack of sense of direction where you almost feel lost in life, but then gain some sort of spiritual insight, like an opening of a portal to some sort of different timeline, almost as if you're able to jump from 
from plane to plane. Um, you could also find yourself lacking energy for this transit. The nodes can have this ability to excessively take or excessively release. Um, the north node um, can be interpreted as consumption and the south node can be interpreted as release. So uh, just be aware of that with Neptune in the mix, there could be a very big lack of energy or lack of sense of purpose. Um, where it seems like everything is just getting drained out of you. Um, but I see it as there's this draining and this taking effect, but then at the, at the same time, it's almost like a, a recharge of energy where you're, you're releasing all this energy from one portal and in order to get through to another portal or another timeline. Um, you could almost say it's like losing faith in humanity, but but in return you gain faith in something, something else, like losing faith in the material realm, but you're gaining faith in the spiritual realm. Um, and that's how I see it as kind of a portal. It's like you're jumping from the material plane to the um, to the spiritual plane in a sense, or you're releasing some sort of portion of you that. Um, is bogging you down and, and, and draining your energy and, and you're releasing it into the universe in order to um, gain some sort of spiritual growth or spiritual recharge. On April 1st, we have the new moon in Aries, which will be conjunct Mercury in Aries as well too. Very closely, they'll be one degree away from each other. Um, excuse me, I think two degrees away from each other. This uh, new moon will be exact at 2.23 a.m. Eastern time. Um, and I am calling this lunation the inception of an idea. So this is the birth of something that is yours and yours alone. Um, it's, it's this birth or this, this planting of this seed from some sort of passion or inner fire. Um, it's the urge to produce... Um, this, this concept in your own way, almost like a determined to toddler to pour your own cup of milk. Um, I have two kids, so I find a lot of inspiration from them. You know, the, the determined toddler wants to pour his own cup of milk by, um, not asking for help for the glass and they're pulling the stool up and they're getting the glass and they're carrying this heavy, heavy jug of milk and they're um, trying to open the cap and they're trying to lift up and pour the milk um, on their own. And they, they don't want help. I don't want help. I don't need your help. So this, this new moon has that energy. It's like a determined toddler. Um, it's figuring something out on your own. Um, you don't want to hear others advice or opinions on this inception of an idea, on this concept. Um, you just want to charge ahead and do it yourself and figure it out on the way. That's a very Aries energy is just not having some sort of plan in sight, but just going ahead and jumping into it and figuring it out on the way. And whatever challenges and struggles come up, you'll deal with them when they come up. But there's no use in worrying about them until, the, until it comes up. Um, so I see this new moon as very explosive, like 
like a big bang within your mind's eye. Something suddenly shifts and clicks into place and there's this burst of creative energy that sort of lights some sort of fire within. Um, this is the first new moon of the astrological new year. So it's pretty potent and we have the sun that is exalted in the sign of Aries. So this, this sun is supercharging the moon as well. Um, so it's, it's, that's like a perfect description of if I could just simplify the new moon, it would be like a big bang within your mind's eye where there's just this sudden like burst of energy and all these possibilities come rushing forward. Um, it's a very metaphorically hot new moon. Um, it's just producing a lot of heat for me because we have it in the sign of Aries, because it's in the um, the metaphorical springtime where things are starting to back, come back to life and there's this potential for growth and buds are coming out on the trees and birds are singing in the singing in the sky. Um, you have to remember that with astrology, we're using the northern hemisphere um, seasons as a descriptive metaphor for the zodiac signs. So just because just because if we're you know living in the southern hemisphere doesn't mean that the um, the seasons will line doesn't mean that the seasons don't line up with these zodiac signs. Um, this is all this is all symbolism. This is all metaphorical speaking. So that's why Aries is considered um, the start of the new year. You know, the start of spring, things like that. Um, but it's a very creative new moon. I don't see it as like a lot happening in a way that is going to produce result results. I see it as a lot of <clears throat> energy going into some sort of idea that you have, some sort of birth or start of something where you're just, you get this idea and you're just going to do it and charge forward and work through the problems as they come. On a negative note for this new moon, um, it could be conflict, flighting, or stubborn energy in the home or family world. Your kids are likely going to be a little bit more feisty. Um, I know that my children specifically act up more around the new moon than the full moon. For some reason, they're a little bit calmer during the full moon and the new moons, they're just like off the wall crazy and sleep is disturbed and things like that. So um, that is my that is my observation of my children. So your kids might be a little bit more fighty or feisty or um, aggressive or angry at this time for the new moon, um, just because it is supercharged. There is mercury involved in the new moon. The mercury typically um, rules and represents things like children. It's very childlike energy. And then we have the moon, which is our home and our inner world and children are greatly affected by the moon. So. Um, but this is a pretty big moon. I don't think that it's going to produce results right away. I think it's going to be those things that it's the planting of the seeds. That's like a very generic um, metaphor for a new moon is the planting of the seed is all the potential is there is you just need to nurture and take care of that seed in order to get growth and produce things. <clears throat> 
So anyways, moving on, we have on April 2nd, we have Mercury Kazemi, the sun in the sign of Aries. And that simply means that Mercury is, is exactly conjunct the sun. So they're at the same degree in the sky at the same place in the sign of Aries. <clears throat> so, and Kazemi means that it's, it's, it's specifically a conjunction with the sun. So um, those typically are um, paid more attention to when it comes to traditional astrology, just because the sun has a process that it, it, it goes through with the planet when it, when it forms a conjunction. So Mercury is getting closer to the sun. So Mercury things might get messed up, communication, speech, um, the mind, writing, technology, things like that. Um, and when any planet moves close to a conjunction with the sun, they are said to get burnt up. So you think of, you think of that story, I forget, um, where, you know, he's, this, this guy's fly, of course, I forget his name. Um, he's flying close to the sun and he has these wax wings and the closer he gets, the wings start melting and he, you know, damaging. So think of that as like the closer you get to the sun, the more burnt up you get. Um, and the exception to this rule is unless that planet moving towards the sun is in its domicile or exaltation. Domicile means home, exaltation sign means put up on a pedestal. So it's a sign that the planet is comfortable in. So <clears throat> remember that leading up to this exact conjunction, there could be messed up things. Um, I see it as fast thoughts, not thinking before speaking, hot tempers, aggressive communication, fights, arguments, disagreements, things like that. It's kind of like when everyone is just talking over each other to get their point across, but in return, no one can hear what anyone else is saying. So you don't even know what you're arguing about because you can't even hear the other side of the conversation. Um, it's big egos with bigger words to go along with those egos. So that's leading up to this exact conjunction. So just be aware of it because all this week, we're going to have Mercury moving closer and closer to the sun where it's really starting to become harmed by the sun. And then once the conjunction happens, it can be seen as like a rebirth of Mercury. You know, the sun's rays are cleansing and cleaning that planet. So all those issues that were coming up kind of get, get cleaned away or cleansed away. It's like a cleansing smoke to that planet. <clears throat> I see this, this Kazemi directly supporting that new moon. Like there's this rebirth of ideas, like a personal renaissance. That's like a... I love that talking about this Kazemi with the sun, like a personal renaissance. Your mind seems to have fully shaken that Pisces energy that we are going through, wading through the mucky waters where you can't think or speak and um, you have a hard time grasping onto conversations. <clears throat> you know, it's, it's cleansing that Pisces energy that you might have been holding on to um, or still lingering in the air. Um, if you have been feeling unmotivated, like your head is in the clouds while Mercury was in Pisces or when Mercury slowly dipped out of Pisces, um, this is the time when those feelings could get cleaned off and out of your life where it's like, okay, that's behind. I've washed it away from me. I've, I've, I've washed my hands of that Mercury Pisces energy. And now I can kind of move forward and have this per rebirth 
of ideas and like this almost like this this renewed personal renaissance where things seems fresh and new in the mind <clears throat> you know the the mind is getting cleansed of the past and it's ready to move forward with this idea of what what was produced or what was what was um brought up during the new moon um so that's that's the great thing about the Kazemis is it's like we're going through the struggle in the beginning and then all of a sudden we have some sort of um, insight or clarity when the exact conjunction happens and then things get a little bit easier and the planet is, the planet is new and fresh. It's, it's like a, uh, anytime a planet meets up with the sun, it's like a new moon. That's what a new moon is. The sun and the moon joining together in the sky at the same time. And the, and the lunar cycle starts over again. And that's the same with a planet is when the sun and a planet meet up there, it's synodic cycles starting over again. Once it starts, it's once it moves past that exact conjunction. So Mercury is going to have a new phase of life. It's being reborn. It's being rebirthed. Um, so on April 4th, moving on, <clears throat> we have, this is a challenging aspect, but I don't, I don't see it as bad. Um, it's just challenging. <clears throat> on April 4th, we have Mars and Saturn conjunct in the sign of Aquarius. Excuse me, my voice. <clears throat> And Mars and Saturn will also be square the moon in Taurus and the north node in Taurus. I add that in because it's pretty potent. Um, we have an exalted moon in the sign of Taurus and we have Saturn in its domicile of Aquarius. So those two planets, the moon and Saturn, have the upper hand in this transit. And then we have the north node playing in on it which is what I spoke about a little bit in the beginning with Neptune meeting up with the North Node and the South Node. But um, yeah, so we have the nodes playing into this, this, this transit for the end of the week. Um, and it's a big pile up of energy. We have an exalted moon. We have Saturn in its domicile. We have Mars and Saturn, which are the two malefics of of the sky. <clears throat> so it's heavy. It's heavy energy, but at the same time, it's somewhat fast because the moon is fast moving and Mars is faster moving at this point. Um, so the most common interpretation of Mars and Saturn is breaks Mars, or excuse me, breaks Saturn and gas Mars. So it's like pushing your brakes and your gas at the same time. Mars wants to go and Saturn wants to stop, simply put. <clears throat> This is a very generic interpretation, and it's just kind of boring to me. Um, you'll he often hear astrologers say that, that Saturn and Mars together are breaks in gas. Um, I see it like the opening of the floodgates before the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction. The action that causes a removal of an obstruction. That is what I'm coining this this transit the action that causes the removal of an obstruction it is as it is the last of those feelings of being stuck and it's truly opening up some sort of energetic movement within the cosmos 
it's like this pressure buildup behind your ears when you're climbing to elevation. That's that, that's this Mars and Saturn. It's that pressure in your ears while you're climbing elevation. And then after this transit and the fact that the north, that the nodes are involved, that is that sudden pop within your ears when you get to a certain point. So leading up and at this exact conjunction, there's that pressure buildup, that tension, that, 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 that pressure buildup. That's the best way to put it. And then afterwards, it's all of a sudden this release of the pressure. Um, I almost feel like it's opening up a portal since the nodes are involved too. Um, it ties into that nodal connection that Neptune was, ha Neptune was having and is still having um, in the beginning of the week. So it's like we have been in this bottleneck for weeks and now finally the back pressure is causing some sort of release. Um, I could feel, I mean, you could feel like you're running into a brick wall at first and you can see your destination in the distance, but you have to get through this obstacle, then finally able to break free. It's that, it's that, it's that pressure and that, that feeling of stuck before there's any sort of release. And that, that, that discomfort before there's some sort of release. You know, when, you, when you're, the pressure builds up in your ears when you're climbing in an elevation, like your senses are off, you're uncomfortable, you can't hear. Um, it's all you can think about. And then all of a sudden it let goes and there's like this renewed sense of relief. Um, so I feel like if you are stuck in your ways and have tunnel vision for this transit, which realistically you're going to feel in the beginning, um, there's going to be some sort of release or pop or, or flow opening up where you realize that you need to kind of go with the flow and get out of your ways and not be so stuck um, in order to gain ground and momentum. Um, I also see it as the last push to hold on to something before we realize we need to let it go. And before we realize that we need to not have so much determination and rigidity when it comes to holding on to something where um, sometimes we just need to kind of not have such a tight grasp on things and have some sort of bigger faith in the world. Um, I'm directly seeing this as the last push to hold on to something before we really, we realize we need to let it go, which will be that Mercury, or excuse me, which will be that Jupiter and Neptune con um, conjunction that's happening later on. <clears throat> um, so, there's this like giant wave of mutable energy coming with that Jupiter and Neptune conjunction. So if you're clinging on to the old ways of doing things, when that conjunction comes, you're just going to get swept away. So there could be like this emotional breakdown or breakthrough that leads to a new way of moving through life where you realize that you kind of need to just go with the flow or, um, build a better ship 
instead of like holding on to a rock and hoping you're not going to get swept away. It's, it's building a better ship so that you can sail with the, the current rather than trying to hold against the current. Um, you know, this, this transit itself is, is relatively big. It, it will realistically be difficult because we have the two malefics. We have the nodes playing in, we have the moon playing in, but just remember it's that, it's that pressure buildup. It's that, it's that blocking of energy before there's this release of energy. So sometimes we need to build back pressure before we can really charge forward and move forward. And uh, that's what I'm seeing this week is this, this transition period before this, it's this calm before this tsunami that will be Jupiter and Neptune, like I said in the beginning. Um, it's that pressure buildup before the big release. We have the new, we have two planets restarting their synodic cycle this week. We have the moon restarting its synodic cycle with a new moon, and we have Mercury restarting its synodic cycle with its Kazemi. So there's this like, there's this new energy coming, but at first we need to, there's this pile up of old energy that's getting stuck, and then all of a sudden it's going to be a big release. So like I said, with the new moon, things are changing and things are shifting and, and new energy is coming through, but not just yet. It's, we have to build back pressure first before we can charge forward into this new energy. Um, it's, it's, it feels to me a very stagnant week where we're kind of stuck and we know things are moving and we can feel that pressure and we can feel like we're getting pushed into the bottleneck and we're like, okay, when are things going to release? When are things going to let go? And then next week when this Neptune-Jupiter conjunction happens, it seems like it just kind of, it, it's enough back pressure where things just move. Um, so this is that calm. Um, just be aware of that. It's, relatively a light week when it comes to new transits and we're in this between phase. So enjoy it. Um, you know, take this new moon to really think about your ideas and think about your plans and, and, and have some sort of motivation for starting something new and, and just jumping into it and not necessarily having a detailed map. Um, that's very Aries energy is just jumping into, jumping into it and figuring it out on the way. Um, so that's what I have for this week. Um, I hope you all have a wonderful last week of March and I will see you again in, um, the first week of April. Bye guys.